It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got the thumbs up from Edward, so we roll here on a uh, Thursday with the podcast. What is up, Albert? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, as I was uh, perusing uh, social media before, I noticed that Victoria's Secret was trending on Twitter. Oh, and someone got excited. <laughs> so, uh, a couple things. First, I don't go to malls very often anymore, Jerry. I like a uh, just to shop from home. You know what I'm saying? Right. I either like to shop from home or I go to like uh, Main Street, USA, whatever town I'm in, and I'll shop there. I like to do like to shop local, but right. I don't find myself in a lot of malls these days. But a couple months ago, I was I was in a mall and I was with Gina and we walked by a Victoria's Secret and I was I was taken aback. I always will peek into a Victoria's course, Secret as I'm going by, see what's going on in there. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the all of the mannequins were large. Yes, plus size. Plus size, yeah. large mannequins. Mm-hmm. And I was really was like taken aback by that. And I was like, huh. Do you ever shop in Victoria's Secret years ago? Uh, yeah, a few times, sure. It was intimidating. You'd go in there, there'd be hot yeah, chicks working. When I got older, though, I didn't necessarily care anymore. I would agree. When I was younger and I would go in, I would only go in for perfume. Yeah. Uh, pajamas, things right. like that. And I would say probably it was it was definitely before the pandemic, five years ago maybe. I went in there. I uh, for Kim it was like a, a complete Victoria's Secret birthday, and I went in. Woman came over. You know what you're looking for? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm just get some stuff for my wife for her birthday. She's like, oh, would you like some up? I'm like, sure. And I did shopping with her for like a half hour. Was it a hot chick? She was cute. Yes. Yeah. She was cute. Um. But it was it was fun to be quite honest. It was it was everything like anything they sold. I bought to a certain point. You got, sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember uh, occasionally for birthdays and yeah. things going in there and being intimidated because like there'd be a hot chick that wanted to it help can you. Be. Well, how about I don't even think that. Yeah, how about the as you point out, hot chicks that are shopping in yes, there? Yes, very often more so than the ones working there. To yeah, because it's hard not to look at a woman. Picking up and holding up panties. You know what I mean? Where does your mind go, Al? Well, she's just like, I was like, oh, <laughs> how you doing? But, but you don't do that, do you? No. Right. But then over the years, like, there started being dudes working at, at oh, that uh, Victoria's Secret. Yeah. By the way, who wants that? I don't know. But, you know, walking by the Victoria's Secret a couple months ago, and I was like, man, they all of the uh, mannequins now are large mannequins. Yeah. I like my mannequins slim and with nipples. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Like, I like a mannequin with a nipple. Really I'm going le- to leave that nice and clean for Eddie. It really makes it like, wow, that mannequin's got nipples and it's trying to turn us on. They've cut the heads off mannequins now, but you could still find mannequins with nipples. You get aroused by a mannequin with nipples? No, but I appreciate the the detail. The attempt? Yeah, the attempt. The detail. Why do you suppose there's no heads on them? I don't know. They got away with that. They they first had heads with hair. Then they went to what seemingly seemed like alien heads or what I have on my head. <laughs> bald. <laughs> with no facial features. Right. And now they've like cut the heads either off completely or it's just from the chin down. Oh, that's weird. It's really weird. I haven't been to a, I haven't been to a store in a long yeah. time. Yeah. It's gotten oh. weird, Jerry. The mannequins have I'm gotten sure. a little strange. I'm sure. But anyway, so I was like, well, what is, uh, why is Victoria's Secret trending today on a random Thursday? Well, it turns out they had a call with their investors, Jerry. They had a, uh, a meeting with investors here in New York, and, and Victoria's Secret's a publicly traded company, and their investors want to see growth. Results. And it turns out. That you have a button. Oh, yeah, go ahead. That uh, Victoria's Secret, a couple years ago, 
decided that uh, they were going to switch from hot chick supermodels and their fashion show, and instead they were going to use change makers, such as Megan Rapinoe or Pino. Uh, transgender models. They were trying to, uh, you know, get with the times, Jerry. And it turns out that doing that hurt their bottom line. So as they told investors in New York recently, they're going to be bringing sexiness back. Oh, yeah. I thought you, I, I thought you were going to tell me they're going to be closing stores and focusing more online because they do. Their online business, from what I've read, is ridiculous. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, Probably because a lot of guys are intimidated to go in. Yes. And it's very easy to their website. Yeah. Because I used to use their website too for whatever. Uh for for birthday gifts and Christmas stuff. Outsta- their returns are easy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's a good website. So I, I thought that's where you were gonna go. No. That having been said, this to is bring sexy back. This is I like I to a certain extent I understand what they were trying to do. But what I'll never get is when something is successful, why are you fooling around with it? Like the whole Coke, new Coke thing. Yeah. Why? I think, honestly, I think what happens is a business is doing well and humming along, but people are still going to work in the corporate office every day. And they're like, mm, they have nothing to do. So they're like, let's change it up. What if we took this business that's working great and screw it up? What if we did that? So it's just, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? I just wonder, like, are they, because their profit margins were down because of that move, if, you know, for certain people, it's too far gone already. Like, are they going to go back to the Victoria's Secret or are they not going to go back? I don't know. I To me, I, I I don't know. I'm bringing sexy back. Because I, I don't know how many people, one, are shopping in the malls yeah. anymore. So I would consider myself, back in the day, someone that went there, not regularly, but maybe once or twice a year. To Victoria's Secret or the mall? Well, both, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, I don't go there. I don't go to the malls anymore. I haven't been in, I don't remember last time. I have a Christmas time I went once, but not to shop. That was to kill time because one of my kids had a basketball training session that was nearby and I went to kill an hour. Yeah. And honestly, I went in there for a pretzel. <laughs> be, I didn't shop. I walked around. It was beyond dead. I think mean, we talked about this on the podcast. It was like December 10th Yeah. and there was no one there. Right. Christmas season. It's crazy. So I don't know how much people even know about that. Uh, it's a good question. Or, or is the decline due to people not shopping in the stores anymore? Hmm. Or is it a combination of all of it? Probably a combination of Probably, things. yeah. Have you seen, like, are there commercials? I don't I remember seeing in Victoria's Secret commercials. No. They no. used to run that fashion show that they would put on CBS. I think they're trying to bring that back. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Victoria's Secret's weird, because if I were to go in there and shop by myself, even if I have a girlfriend, I feel creepy, because it's hard not to look, like I said, at a girl's holding a bra up to see if it's going to fit her, or well, I mean, well, sexy you, lingerie. You try doing this, not looking. Well, it's impossible. You're in a lingerie store. Uh, and then when I'm walking around with Gina in there, I'm cocky. I'm like, you might think I'm a creep, but I got a girlfriend. You're She's there right with here. a woman. Yeah, I'm here with a woman, okay. so zip it. So you're good. Yeah, but what I'm just saying, like, I get very intimidated by beautiful women, especially beautiful women strangers. So it used to be very intimidating to go into Victoria's Secret, but then they started hiring dudes, you know. It just, just another store to you now? It was just another store to me. We but wanna, I want to bring the intimidation yes, back. Yes, I want to bring it intimidation back. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to look at other, like, when I go to the malls or the stores and I see male mannequins, they're in shape as well. Like, our mannequins are in shape. Yes. But we're starting to make our mannequins not in shape. I guess. I yeah. guess because most of America is not in shape. No, there's a guy I follow on, on social media. I think Instagram and on X. Oh, is um, that right? You A double follow. I, I like that, Jerry. I think so. I think his name is Robert Lufkin. Oh, yeah. The you doctor. Ever, you ever see the pictures he posts? Yes. From, like, here's a photo of, uh, you know, the beach in 1950. Yeah. What do you notice? No fat people. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't look good. I don't look like that. <laughs> like, yep, uh, hello, hello it, right here. In that one that he posts, because that's one of his, re- he he posts. That's a regular one. A regular one. Yes. So he posts the uh, picture of like the beach from the 1970s. He goes, what do you not see? It's like overweight people, tattoos. Yeah. I, I Being near the beach, there are a lot of tattoos. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's become common now. And for whatever reason, Jersey Shore women 
love a thigh tattoo. A large thigh a tattoo. Thigh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say feet because that's no. become very popular. The feet and the wrist. Yeah. Well, yeah. But the the big thigh tattoo, that that's... No kidding. That looks a little much. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. And when that becomes not fashionable anymore, as it will be, you're going to have a big-ass thigh tattoo. Yeah, unfortunately, that's pretty much... Um, the norm. I do believe that is the norm. Yeah. Which makes... I guess makes sense. I don't know. I It's become very fashionable. Very fashionable. Like I would say, if I look at... My uh, let's see, one of my so Joseph's baseball team. If I look at his last team he was on that I used to coach, I would venture to guess out of the other eleven sets of parents because we had twelve kids on the team, I would venture to guess it's twenty two people. I would say fifteen or sixteen of them had tattoos, yeah. if not more. Mm-hmm. And this current team we're on, I don't know them all as well, but I'll tell you, you that's at least half. Yeah, the I only went to the actual beach one time today this year, but I'm near the beach, so I see all the people going to the beach. It is at least fifty fifty. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. People yeah. with tattoos. And there's not agree. one tattoo. I don't even you don't even see one no, tattoo. No, usually if you it. get one, These you start people. to enjoy it. Oh yeah. And you I mean, look at Spike. I mean he, he just I got another one what a few months ago. Yeah, he's I got didn't a know lot of had, tattoos. I know he had any room left. Correct. You know. Um yeah. but hey, you like that. What do we say? Do you? I suppose, Jerry, you do you. I don't know. I don't care. I do not care. I don't know. You Some... like tattoos, have tattoos. You want to yeah. smoke cigars, smoke cigars. Whatever. The problem is, like, when things are permanent is when, it, like, you're really making a decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you want to be large and eat a lot and poorly, at some point you could go, you know what? This is really not a great lifestyle. I'm going to try to slim it up. You got to load it up with, you get yourself a big-ass uh, thigh tattoo. You have a big-ass thigh tattoo. You got a big-ass thigh tattoo. And it ain't going anywhere. Not going anywhere, Jerry. In other news, Jerry, I did see that uh, Netflix is raising their prices again. So what now? Twenty two ninety nine. They just raised them like three yeah. months ago. Yeah, they're going back up. Well, I might end up getting off Netflix. Twenty two ninety nine. Now they have the version with ads. No, I'm not interested in that. Me neither. I don't, I, if For, I want to do that, I'll watch TV. Correct. Six ninety nine. Yeah, I'm not interested. Me neither. I actually don't watch Netflix. My wife does. Matthew doesn't. Joe, and it's all YouTube with Joe's. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the, the interesting thing now with all of these, like with Netflix raising their thing, like you've got to really start pumping out a lot of different content well, and a lot of it. Or someone like if you're not watching it a lot and you go and you haven't watched it for a while and you pop on there and there's still nothing you're interested gone. in. Gone. You out. So it's interesting you say that because I've noticed on YouTube a lot yeah. of um, coming soon on Netflix. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, there's a, what, I, what looks to me to be a very good documentary on Sylvester Stallone. That one just popped up on mine too. Looks really looks yeah. great, to be quite honest. That said, I don't see anything else. Right. I got Paramount Plus. I got tons on that. I got Amazon Prime. I got tons on that. I, but it's my wife. There's something she likes on Netflix that's going to me from getting rid of it right yeah they they keep you uh like they they still keep me where i'm still watching something every month okay you know what i mean so i feel like they they still the algorithms still know me just yeah. when i think i'm like mm, maybe i'll bail there's a great murder hurry doc- hurry get him a murder documentary <laughs> hurry up hurry up exactly here's a murder documentary doesn't matter some guy died in 1922 in new york city by hudson street get it out to dukes i'm like oh my gosh i gotta see that's right where i work <laughs> I've got to see this, Jerry. <laughs> I tried watching some of that, uh, or listening to some of that Tommy Lee yeah. from Motley Crue. Any on, good? Or, I don't know. Yeah, no. I did not. I listened probably for 50 minutes. 50 or 15? 50. Oh, wow. Okay. Only because I was I had nothing else to listen to on my ride in. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm not. I, I, I might go back to it if I'm desperate, but I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I have to hear. Yeah, I hear you. What's next? Other than like the thing you brought up about him slamming two gallons of vodka a day. Yeah. And then trying to figure out how he, like he goes, uh, he just did body scans. Like we went to Princeton yes. Longevity Center. Body's perfect. How? I, because the body is unbelievably uh, 
able to repair itself. He smoked. Uh, dude, I'm with you. Every drug imaginable. Drank two gallons of vodka a day. Now, he did also say this, which was interesting. Interesting. Talked about being a drummer and how being a drummer, you have to be in shape to be a drummer. You burn calories nonstop. Yeah, he said he put a uh, one of the walking trackers on his foot mm-hmm. when he was uh, drumming at a concert. And one concert, 12 miles. Yeah, I believe that. The equivalent of 12 miles walking. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And then think about all the movement with the arms. Yeah. Holy crap. So you could probably multiply that times three or four, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> I, I've always wondered, and we've talked about this, and I've started you know, trying to figure it out again or, or ask the question, like how long does it take the body to adjust to a certain mm, lifestyle? Is not the right. I hate when people use that word. I guess diet, routine. So, like, if I, I'm not even going to call it anything. Let's just say I came up with my own regimen based on the good foods you should eat and can eat. At what point does your body start to shed those cravings for the crap? Yeah. And at what point does your body start repairing the damage you've done to it by eating all that crap for what would be, in my case, 49 years? Right, like I would always bring up how in school they told us not to smoke. They'd show you the smoker's lung and the healthy lung, and then they'd tell you if you quit, your lung will get back to this. And you go, okay, so, but how long and how much damage can I do before it'll bounce back? Right. That is irreversible. Yeah. If there is, well, I mean, once I think once you get emphysema, I think the damage is done. Yeah. And I don't think you can get rid of emphysema. You're not bouncing back. Like you get emphysema, you're like, you know what? I'm going to quit smoking. Yeah. I think at that point you've crossed the line. Yeah. And you've gone too far. Um, But I do wonder, like, what what is the, what's the time? Yeah. Like that's, no matter what diet I've ever tried or any time I've tried to scale back on all the processed foods uh, that are in the house that, you know, Kim still buys like most people. Uh, the the cravings are incredible to where I'm getting to the point, I think, you know what, I just can't be home. Just don't be home. Therefore, you can't eat it. And I do think, like, I think next year will be a very good year because me and the boys were playing golf now multiple times a week. Um, I joined a place specifically so that we have somewhere just so we could go every day. And I think if I have a full year of that, to where now, instead of going home after work, I go right there with them. I mean, you're talking about eating an apple in the car, getting on the golf course, and going home and having dinner, and hopefully dinner is something sensible. Like I think right there cuts out a tremendous amount of crappy calories probably from lunch, and also the added, I don't want to call it exercise, but I do walk the course. I don't usually ride. Now I'm adding probably nine to 10,000 steps for whatever that's worth, but it's movement for four yeah. hours. That's got to be a massive change. I would think so. But then I also wonder, like a guy like Mark Chernoff, our old program director. Yeah, he runs three miles a day religiously, right? But he has always run three miles yeah. a day for as long as I've thirty known him. years. Yeah. So is is his body improving? Is it staying the same? You know what I mean? Is his body just used to three miles a day? I don't know. And he needs to go up to four miles a day, then five miles a day. Or is he Otherwise, getting some benefit from just doing the three miles a day every day forever? The only thing I would tell you is he's looked the same. Yeah. From the day I met him to the last day he walked out of here. I don't think his weight ever wavered. So there's got to be something to be said for consistency. Yeah. And staying active. I don't know. Maintaining, right? Is that what they call yeah, that? Yeah, because You're I, maintaining. I, there's two different reasons why you exercise. Well, a few different reasons, but... One is because you really want to push yourself to look better and shed all sorts of fat and maybe have low fat percentages. Then there's the maintaining and staying in decent shape. And then there's, all right, I'm big. I got to get, I got to get moving. And I feel like he's in that maintain. He probably eats the same as he did 20 years ago, but everything has stayed the same for him and his body's adapted to it. He's never, I don't think he's ever gained five pounds since I know him. He was a heavy fella at one point though. Was he? Yeah, yeah. There's pictures of him when From he was when? a little heavy. Oh, back like in his WNEW really? days. Yeah. How about he's that? a little chunky. I, I don't know him as Oh, yeah. Now he's very slim. How about that? A very slim fellow, Jerry. Hmm. <laughs> you got an air fryer at your home? You ask me this all the time. Do I? Yes. Why am I obsessed with air fryers? Um, 
I don't know. I have a it's small a weird, one. It's a weird thing for me to keep asking. Yes, I have a small one. I I don't use it. Does anyone in the house fire no. it up? Nope. You know what the problem is? They're too small. They're too small. You can't cook for the whole family. No. Jerry, I can't even cook. If I have want to cook chicken and sweet potatoes, one I have to, time, right? yeah, have to do sweet potatoes first because I got a small one because I was like, oh, I don't want it taking up space on my counter. But in order to cook for a family, yeah. you'd have to have a giant thing. But don't they make... Can't you get re- ovens now that have air fryer capabilities? Yeah, they have like a th- with everything. But I was reading reviews of those. Not great, because somehow I found the time to do this very <laughs> recently, Jerry. Because I saw one that looked cool. I was like, oh, I'm gonna. It had everything. It's like yeah. toaster. Blah, blah, blah. They all say if you're mainly using this for an air fryer, get an air fryer. Because I guess they that the individual air fryer. Is better. Yeah, I guess that the ones that have a little bit of everything aren't great at everything. They do everything okay, but they don't do one thing great. See, here's the problem. Jack of all trades. Here's the problem for all of these things. Yeah. So you've got the slow cooker. All right, we got one of those. Oh, yeah, the slow and cooker. From time to time, Kim will be like, you know, I don't know why I don't think to use this. And then she looks at the recipes. It's so easy. I can put everything in in the morning, go to work, and set it on eight hours, and there's dinner. And she will do that from time to time. It's like, this is great. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I got to clean this thing. Yeah. Or I will do it. And it's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, all right, now what? Oh, put it back out in the garage or where you got to put it. And then we forget about yep. it because it's a pain in the ass. It is. The My brother bought us a pizza maker. I will tell you, the pizza it makes is awesome. Outdoor pizza maker or you have no, it in the house? No, it's an indoor one. And we go get the dough from Dearborn. But the same problem exists. You can only make one personal pie at a time. There's four of us. And each one takes like 11 minutes. Yeah. So if you want to eat together, you can't. Correct. So that's a problem. So once in a while we'll do it. And then we realize very quickly, oh, what do we do with the other three pies? <laughs> Put them in the oven. Okay. That's a waste of time. We bring that, even though it comes out better. Yeah. It's not for four people. Yep. So we bring it outside and you end up always kind of just, and the, the air fryer, same thing. We'll make, we'll put the fries in it or whatever. And it's like, all right, what else can we do with it? Nothing. It's full. <laughs> okay. So we still have to turn the oven on. We still need the, the stove. What's the point? Yeah. You go outside. I got all these contraptions and you know what works really good still? The oven and the stove. <laughs> right. Which are permanent fixtures in your kitchen. I know. It is very strange. It's overkill. Yeah. It's overkill. I did find myself using the air fryer more in the summer because I didn't want to turn the oven on sure. in the heat. And yep. that works. But mm-hmm. once like it's starting to get cool out. You want the oven on. Yes. I love to turn the oven on. You like opening it and get oof. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> burn your eyeballs. The other thing about like making the stuff in the slow cooker, like you said your wife did, and people do this. I, I'm never comfortable putting in like a pot roast and then going to work. Yeah. Like, that feels weird to me. I don't like that either. It's cooking at home. And the one, well, not the one time, but the last time she did it, um, she put it in. She was going into work at, uh, I want to say 10, and I was coming home at 1130. Still didn't love it, but it was on such a low temperature. Um, But yes, a lot of people do that, where they leave for the day. Right. With that thing on and plugged in. And you got that Instapot. Yeah. Although the Instapot, no, that you wouldn't leave. I'm, I'm calling it a slow cooker, a crock pot. Yeah, a crock pot. Right. Yes, the slow cooker. Same thing, I know right? what you mean, yeah. yeah. Well, you get some nice tender, Jerry, it falls right off the bone. And then you got someone like John Minko who does not use the oven ever. Barbecues all year long. Everything. Yeah, even in the freezing cold yes. he's out there. Making pasta, he puts the, the pot of water out on the barbecue. Really? Yeah. Yeah, He they don't use the oven. Huh. I don't know why, but he... Yeah. You ever try to make pizza on the grill? They no. outsource it. There we go. I've never done anything on the grill except make burgers, hot dogs, and steaks and chicken. Yeah. I don't do anything with it. Oh, yeah. These are the ones where people like are doing like a rotisserie out there. What? Oh, I would I know. not even know how to begin to do well, I that. I always show you Ralph the Baker on YouTube. Yes. That dude is like, man, he is making some good Southern cuisine. And he loves butter. He loves butter. I mean, I know you say butter is okay. Yeah. This dude. Is getting eight pounds of butter oh, on yeah, his meals. Holy Slamming the crap. butter, Jerry. What's his name? The Baker? Ralph the Baker. Ralph the Baker? Yeah, I like him. He's now starting to come up on my uh, suggestions yeah. because of you. It's funny because when we're watching, if YouTube's on at home, it will pop up on my feed. And Kim likes it. 
it's entertaining. Yeah, he's because his accent is so foreign to us. It's fun. And he's a thin guy eating slabs of butter and yeah. crazy foods. And then going and fishing for the crocs. I mean, it's just not great video of a we always talk about these safaris. Yeah. Funny two funny videos popped up on YouTube for me the last couple of days. One, uh, an African safari where you're caged in to protect from the wild animals. Yeah. And two monstrous lions scale it, get on top, and then the one lion humps the other one from the back right on top of the people. They were having sex on the <laughs> car? It's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and frightening all at the same time. And then the other one is it's like a hiking group. I don't – I'm not sure what forest they're in. I don't know. And three enormous grizzly bears oh. start following them. And they're not far behind them, and they followed them for 12 minutes. Ultimately, peeled off. And all you hear is the tour guide, don't panic, just walk. They will leave us alone. If we run, trouble. And they just walk. at a. And the one woman, you can see she's terrified. She keeps looking back. She keeps looking back. And they're Right behind them. Yeah. Dude, it is. I'll stay away. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those with the bears walking behind. Frightening. And the person trying to stay calm. And this was, they called it a grizzly bear. This thing had to be 500 pounds. Yeah. Oof, it was huge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like warm, you know, hiking in the woods. No, me neither. That's why I think Eddie's nuts. Yeah. God bless him. I'll pass on that one. Eddie, don't get eaten by a bear, please. Do not get eaten, Eddie. God. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. And tomorrow, we've got cool games because it's Friday. Yeah. So holla that. Sue. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's a, uh, well, almost a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. What's up, the Eddie Scazzeri? Imagine your life if you weren't here. Wouldn't be so good. And across from me, his name is uh, Al Jose Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Yeah, when I woke up this morning, I was uh, pleased to see uh, Max Scherzer uh, didn't do well again. Not well. Not well. I've decided, like, I don't, um, I, I didn't like that uh, Jacob deGrom, when he was here, kept getting hurt, and he was uh, seemed to, like, not be pushing through his injuries. But I didn't dislike him. Max Scherzer just a not a likable guy. Never was. When he sucks. Especially when he sucks. Even when he's good. So to see him go out there and give up, what do you give up, five runs in four innings? Yeah. Tremendous. But I'm not grasping Bruce Bochy's comments after the game. Like, or his. Yeah, yes. You would have thought he gave like you. something. Like if you told me he gave you six innings and four runs, not Four innings and five runs. Yeah. Let's say he went six innings, four runs, came out. It was a 4-3 game. They were in it. All right. He I kind of love that. No, 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 no. I didn't say it's good. But you could make a case if you listen to them post game. Yeah. That he grinded through six. He kept his team in it. Like you were down 4 nothing in the third inning. Yeah. Like terrible. And then after the game, Bruce Bochy says, I was really pleased with his stuff. Yeah. It's only going to get better. Well, it can't get much When? Worse. And then Max Scherzer said, I don't know exactly how I'll be used from here on out, but my arm feels good. How about this watch? <laughs> why, why is he even pitching? Like, um, 
they didn't need him to get here. So why is he pitching? Did they have a major? They arm don't injuries? have. They don't have great. I would say they don't have great pitching depth. Yeah, their bullpen is good, um, and they hit the hell out of the ball. That's why they've won. So he's probably better than the options they have. I mean, if you think about it, if you might have to pull up their yeah, their five pitchers, but it's not like they've got five aces out there. You know, Jordan Montgomery's been good, as we know. Um, of all, there have been guys that have pitched well, but you start going through. Mm, eh. Once you get past those two fellas, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say quite that, but yeah. I mean, it's when you need five guys, four guys. He's he's a good fourth or fifth option. I mean, if the Astros come back in this series, I'm blaming Max Scherzer. Uh, you like could, if I'm a Texas Ranger fan, you could certainly do that, and I am Jerry. They've got. I'm trying to think who's pitching tonight. I actually just wrote it down. Better oh, they have Andrew Haney good. going tonight. Andrew Haney, I've heard of him. Yeah, well, he, he was a Yankee. <laughs> I hope you've heard of him. <laughs> Did they just take everyone who was on the Yankees? <laughs> he wasn't good here. He was actually awful here. And now he's he's been decent. good in other places. Yeah, it's like Sonny Gray. Now, not as good, but it's like Sonny Gray has been good before and after the Yankees. During terrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible. I feel terrible. like that's how I would be if I was a player. I'd come to New York and be like, "What? I got to drive to the Bronx every day? What are you talking about? How am I getting there?" That is true. Well, if I were you, I'd get yourself a driver because yes. you'd be, be loaded. That's okay. True. I'm loaded. Okay, you're right. I'd get a driver. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I would never drive if I was a multi-millionaire ball player. I would never drive myself to the ballpark, but they all do. They let, you know what? I guess you like being in control. Yeah. Not depending on people. I don't know. I'd hire a driver and say, listen, I'm going to pay you because I'm rich, but please no talking. Just, and it doesn't mean I'm a douchey. I just well, need to I, prepare by going into a meditation mode. I think when you hire the driver, yeah. that is established. What you're looking for in a driver. Yes. Courteous, quiet, and prompt. Yes, those three things. That's what you want. And Responsible. No, no road rage. I don't need you to get into a road rage incident, agree more. incident in Do the Do 65 Bronx. in the right lane, we're good. Yeah. Just get me there safely. Get me to the game. If anyone wants to cut you off and they and look like trouble, you let them cut off. talking. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> no radio. Yeah. No talking. If I want the radio, I'll put it in my ears. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Yes, Jerry? I totally understand. That's what I would do. I would take that over like uh, people always go, oh, would you rather have a chef? Would you rather have a driver? Yeah. Or would you rather have a masseuse? I'd go chef. Really? I would love someone to cook for me. Yes. Oh man, I go driver every day of the yeah, week. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the driving like you do yeah. and I don't have the time to cook like you do. So I think that would be where I would go a little differently. We'd also would you also request that the chef not speak all that much cuz otherwise imagine you have a chef in your house but I can, constantly I can talking. I control that though. Just don't be around him. Yeah. You can't control that in the car. Well, you do jump out. <laughs> but when the chef's not cooking, what if he's just kicking it with you in the living room? No, no, no. You show up to cook, you cook, and you leave. Oh, That's he doesn't your job. live there. No. Oh, okay. Live there. I don't know. I no. don't know if you want a midnight snack and you want the chef to no, no, make something for I just you. want to cook. I just, I would love a chef just to cook dinner every night. Okay. That's all. So they come it. over like four, five o'clock. Yeah. Here's, here's what I want. I would like to eat the Mediterranean diet from now on. You prepare the dinners. I don't want to know what it is until I sit down. Yes. That's it. That's what okay. I want. And then they, they clean up and leave. I don't even need to clean up. I'll be happy to okay. do that. I just prepare the dinner. Wow. I don't know how to cook. So that yeah, would be true, phenomenal. Because if they were going to clean up, they'd be hanging around and while you were talking. eating. Right. Yeah. Just cook, present, take off. Yes. See tomorrow. Hmm. That's kind of, that's glorious. The real cool thing, Jerry, is if you had a chef who was also a good driver. And then you could just hire one person to be like your butler. Yeah, but now they're around. Now they are around. Now right. you're getting back to the whole talking thing. Eh, mm. yeah. Right. They're cooking and talking, driving and talking. Then they're a masseuse, too. They're massaging uh, you and talking. Now you're getting a little weird. Yeah. The only I mean, thing I, did... I want them masseusing is the chicken. You want them to rub down your chickens? <laughs> yes. If you're on that Mediterranean diet, they're going to be rubbing down <laughs> salmons. <laughs> with the little salmon, slick salmon oils. Gross. Ooh. So we got a, uh, is, are the Phillies on tonight? Or is this the day game? This yeah. is the day game. The Phillies. Phillies are on at 5 o'clock. I remembered. Yes. 5 o'clock. And that game is in Come Arizona. On. Yes. You want to hear something? And this is, this is a that. credit. I heard this yesterday at like 1030 when All we right. were done. And I would, or I would have played it yesterday. Okay, fair enough. So Jerry. This is this is where you really got to give it to the Philly fan. Maybe you want to call it a lack of Diamondback fans in the area, maybe. But yeah. I feel like no matter where you go, you can find an opposing fan or two. This was Fox Ten in Arizona, 
that went live to Philly before game two, two days ago. Hayden is live tonight in Philly where he caught up to some D-backs fans cheering on the home team. Troy, you found the one? No, we found no D-backs fans. <laughs> not one. We were here for almost two hours. That's amazing. And it's not. All, it's also not surprising when we watch the game. All you see is it's like a sea of Philly red. So I'm not surprised. But you're going to tell me that guy walked around for two hours and couldn't find one person wearing an Arizona shirt? Yeah, like not even like a, a Met fan who wanted to put on an no. Arizona shirt. That Just is to... fascinating to me. Also, when they say D-backs. Sounds like D-bags. Yeah. I know. You couldn't find one. One D-bag? No, there's a lot of D-bags out here <laughs> at the Phillies game, but I just can't find anybody who's in an Arizona jersey. Yeah, I would have gone Diamondbacks myself. <laughs> yes. They go D-bags, though, out there. D-backs. D-bags. Yes, it does come across and sound like D-bag, but it is a D-back. I bet you there's a handful of teams like that. where That sound you, like D-bags? No, no, that that you can't find their fans in the opposing. I bet you it'd be very hard to find a, Al, a Marlins fan. You will find... Other than that lunatic. You will see Rays fans at Yankee Stadium. Really? You do, yes. Rays fans? I'm telling you, you see an opposing fan everywhere. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't say 10,000 of them. Right. We're talking about one. You need just one. That guy walked around Citizens Bank Ballpark for two hours, couldn't find one. <laughs> That's correct. Come on. And that's also not, I know you've been there, that's not walking around Yankee Stadium where you're in the middle of the neighborhood and the bars and the restaurants. Like, there's only one thing to do. Let's go to the park, go to the ballpark. There's nowhere else to go over there. Do you think in that uh, September 11th Yankees uh, Diamondbacks World Series era that there were Diamondbacks fans in Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's weird. I do. That is weird, I don't, wild stuff, I wasn't Jerry. there. Me neither. I don't know that for a fact, but I would, yes, I do. Hmm. Yeah. I know there were Yankee fans in Arizona. Francesa was there. That's true. Well, yeah, Yankee fans are travelers. Was it, Carlin was the producer, right, at that time, Eddie? Yeah. Oh, they went out for the World Series? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how did that go? They lost. That was the no, Mariano no, I mean, Luis Gonzalez. I mean the, the, the broadcasts. Yeah. Where did they do shows well, you from? Got, you got to remember, they did shows at that time. Mike and Chris would come on. They would do their show, and they weren't on fan, I don't believe, at that point, correct? By, not yet, right? I don't think. So they would do shows up until the pregame would start on what I think was seven on ABC, I, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think that's where it was at the time. So they would do shows until their show was over, and then they would come on and do a postgame show after the game was over. Like at eleven thirty at night, they were working long hours back then. So they do the show from the game, watch the game, game over, do the show on. again. Yeah, in a lot of cases, yes. Man, those guys are nuts. They did. They did that. I mean, for years, they did that. They would come on because I, I remember I always be nervous. Like in when I was working with Joe as the producer in ninety, I can't. Over the years, I think it was 98 into 99. I, f- I forget, 99 and 2000, whatever it was. Those playoff series, they would come, at, come on after the games, and I had to take over in the control room at midnight. Like, oh, my God, please be done. Please be done. Please be done. I don't want to deal with them. Right. And sometimes they weren't done. <laughs> sometimes they go to 1 o'clock in the morning. And then they come back again. The next day, 1 o'clock. For the love of the game. Jerry. Yeah. No, they were into it. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. Man, we got a lot of sports tonight, I guess, starting at 5 o'clock. Phillies. Today's, compared to yesterday, today's a very good day. You got Phillies, then yeah. the, you got Rangers-Astros yep. at 8 o'clock. Yep. Then you got... Uh, Saints-Jaguars. Saints-Jags at 8.15. You got the Rangers playing the Red Wings at the Is Garden. Right? Jerry, yep. you're going to be... You're going to have lots of play-by-play cuts tomorrow. Chalk full of sports. Yeah. On a Thursday, which is usually a quiet day. Yeah. Aside from the NFL. No, it is. It's actually a good day. If you want to sit in front of your TV from 5 till about yeah. midnight, you That's can what do I'm that. Do. No, you're not. I'm going to get in front of my TV at 5 and I'll shut it off at midnight, get up at 2, right. and then come into work. So Just can... really rearing to go with some sports talk. You leaving you. that TV on for the dog in the living room while yeah. you go up to bed at 6.30? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'll ask my dog how, what, so what happened in the <laughs> Phillies game last night. <laughs> I wish dogs could talk. You'll dial up your YouTube highlights. You'll be fine. That'd be so great if I could just ask my dog. Or you could adopt a kid. The dog would be like, I I sleep 90% of the day. I don't know what's going on with this game either. Yeah, living the life. Which of the, give me in order, which will be 
the best games of the night. Not what you want to watch, but when all is said and done, which the most game, intriguing game will have the most thrilling moments? Astros Rangers. Really? Over I think the Phillies. Yeah. I think the Phillies are going to throttle them again. Hmm. Okay. So Astros Rangers over Jags uh, Saints. I don't know why. I'm not all that interested in that. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I know he's still questionable. Yeah. I do think he's going to play. Okay. I, the Saints don't interest me. And they were supposed to interest us this year. No. I'm not. Derek Carr Derek to me Carr is boring. Thing, here's what I know. Here's what I remember. Boomer was talking up the Saints like they were going to be. I know. They I were know that. Run the run the Super Bowl. Two teams people were talking up: the Saints and the Packers. And Jordan Love that oh he sat behind. He's ready to rock. He's going to come out. This is going to be a great team. And the Saints are supposed to be really good. It's only six games. Maybe these teams will be really good. I just don't find the Saints interesting. I don't either. I don't know why. They're I should. A little, they're a little more interesting in the. Uh, Superdome, which is where they are tonight. They are playing in New Orleans tonight. They're a little true. more interesting. Saints on the road, not interesting. The Jets were also one of the uh, darlings prior to the season. And some people, pro football talk, suggest that the Jets may be America's team right now. Well, they are with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Yeah, but they're, but that people are now rooting for the Jets. Because of the Zach Wilson story? Well, I guess because they think Aaron Rodgers might still come back at some point. Maybe you will. And then Who knows? you can't be like you weren't on the bandwagon. You know what I mean, Jerry? Yeah, I guess. You're either on the bandwagon now. Do the ratings show that? Well, the Jets have like one of the top uh, viewed games. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah they do so show like that. So like Eagles-Jets was the, I believe that was the uh, America's game on Sunday. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It had 26 million. Oh, it did? Yeah. So is that the highest of the season now? I believe it was the highest. Wow. And out of the top three, the Jets have two of them. Well, well hold on a second. I'm not. I'm throwing away the Chiefs game. That one doesn't count. That was the Taylor Swift effect. What? Sorry, we weren't watching that, was, that for Zach Wilson. Yes, you that were. was Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. That's mm. what that was. Did you see page six? By the way, what did they say? That said, Kelsey is in the process of buying a six million dollar mansion for privacy. For privacy, yes. Well, he's in a small condo now, and uh... he bought an. Uh, according to the story, he's been living in a basically a million dollar home. And he also has a $300,000 condo in Orlando he likes to escape to. Oh, I see. But apparently this house he bought that he lives in right now, very accessible. And since he started dating Taylor Swift, oh. there's no privacy. Hey, he's so going to buy that. up gonna... his game. Jerry, is he aware of what mortgage rates are right now? Yeah, I don't think he's concerned about that. Hmm. You imagine what $6 million gets you in Kansas City, Missouri? Oh my gosh. I also always think about these guys that are making because if you think about like what you paid for your house, yeah, versus what your yearly salary is, mm-hmm. and, and then these guys, so whatever right. these guys are making, you know, somebody's making thirty million dollars a year and they buy a five million dollar house, right? As it, opposed to the guys making two hundred thousand dollars paying eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a house, right? It'd be like uh, you know, I don't know, It'd be like if you bought a house, Jerry, for twenty grand. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Where can I get one? <laughs> I don't even think you get a trailer home because those are the more inexpensive options. Yeah. And trailer parks are actually kind of nice if you look around the new ones. But even those are now oh, yeah. 70, 80, 90,000 dollars. So you find me a twenty thousand a mini home. What do they call those? Uh, uh tiny a home. A tiny home. Yeah. I get a tiny home. Here's your bed and Did then you, you fold this down and it's your table. And this goes both ways for the wife and the husband, husband and wife. Could you imagine as a couple living in a tiny home? No. Talk about no escape. No, because as tiny as my condo is, I could still go upstairs. There you go. Well, I guess on those, you go sit on the roof and look at the stars. <laughs> or just wander in the woods near where you parked your, your tiny home. Oh, yeah, well, the, the tiny, spouse might like that. You might the, get eaten by a bear. <laughs> the tiny homes look cool, except for they never have a real toilet. It's always like a compost, and you're like, I don't know what that well, means Well, because exactly. it's not a permanent structure. Yeah. I always wonder, too. Because I've watched those shows. There's got to be nights where you're driving and you don't know where you're stopping. Oh, those homes where you're like, you're, you're mobile. Yeah, like if I didn't buy land to yeah. put it on. And some people, because some people like those because they want to explore. Yes. And they want to live off the land and just go see the country. Well, what if you end up somewhere, you're just driving for, I guess you got to go find a tiny home site. <laughs> no, you got to find a mobile home site where you can plug in your toilet. I that's guess so. Su- that sucks Seems out complica- all the poop. Seems complicated. Very complicated. A lot of retirees make that mistake, and they do that. That's got to be a great conversation over dinner. I'm not doing that. So where's our... You taking care of the waste, honey? 
<laughs> what? Did you plug the toilet in? <laughs> Suck out all the poop? Okay. It's disgusting. That's, all right, on that note. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we got a whole lot more to do. It's a Thursday. We're just getting started, and we've got the uh, Big Boomer NGO program at the top of the hour on the fan. All right, Bachman Turner Overdrive on a Thursday. BTO. What's up, Eddie? What's up, Al? What's going on? I was seeing that um, this was just something I saw on uh, social media, Jerry, that uh, – the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. I've heard of him, yeah. He has been dating for the past couple years Taylor Bis- Biscotti from uh, NFL Biscotti. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Now, is she related to the Ravens family owner? That I don't know. Right. Aren't they the Bashatis, Eddie? Taylor Bashati. She is slim, Jerry. I'll tell you that right now. I'm on her Instagram page. <laughs> Can you that just might stop, be one of the could thinnest, you stop drooling, please? That might, this might be one of the thinnest girls I've ever seen. Like, she's thin. How do you spell her last name? Is it B-I-S-C-I-O-T-T-I? Yes. I wonder if she's related to Steve Bushotti, who owns the Ravens. Is that right, Jerry? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question. Chili. Oh, yeah. Says he's got two children. Let's see if Taylor Let's is see if one, one of his, his children. Children's is oh, Taylor. This is creepy Jerry. what we're doing right now. Well, you're doing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just listening to what you have to say about it. Well, I, you're the one that brought it up. They've been dating since 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. You think he uh, met her while she was covering the Chargers? He was like, how you doing? I'm the quarterback. Yes, I think that that's where they met. <laughs> you think he, do you think he sounded like that? I, uh, I hope not. He was like, oh, you Taylor? Uh, who Are was Taylor? Justin Herbert's girlfriend? Meet Taylor Bashotti. Yeah. She went to the University of Georgia, born in Atlanta. So I'm going to say probably not. Not related. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to find that out. I don't that would have been a good opener. You'd be like, hmm, you were related to the Ravens because uh, I'm the quarterback here. And the, the first thing the niece of Steve Bashani. So part of the part of the family, but not Steve's daughter. Okay. So there you go. Mm. How about that? You think they'll get married, Jerry? I think it means Justin Herbert's gonna end up in Baltimore. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Interesting. Do Interesting I think they'll get married? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. How I old is so, Justin Jerry. Herbert? Twenty five. Oh, that was the thing. He's twenty five. She's thirty two. Oh, is she really? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's a MILF right there, it Jerry. D- <laughs> How many children does she have? You she doesn't have any right now. But then she doesn't qualify well, as such. Saying, she's an older gal. Normally you see the opposite in the world. She's just a beautiful woman. Stop that. It's so refreshing, Jerry, to see an older woman with a younger guy because normally it goes the other way. Yeah, I don't think it, I really don't think it matters anymore. Not when you look like those two. Those are a sexy couple, Jerry. Sexy, he, sexy couple alert. And not only that, you could be his dad. Do not say and that. And yet you would think that he is more authoritative than you are. Yes. He could Like if he came in here you'd be like, "Oh, hello, Mr. Herbert." <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm twice as I'm more than twice yes, his more age. more than twice his age. You I could legit. be my my son. Yeah. I'd like a DNA test. You're what? 30 years older than him almost? No. 29? 20 um 4, 29. No, well, he's he's 25. 25, you're 54. 54 we 29. Oh, damn it, Jerry. <laughs> I would love a paternity test. I want to see if he's my son, <laughs> so I get some of that cash. Uh, and, well, you'd be better off if she was your daughter, because she's the niece of Steve Bashotti. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but then, oh, well. Jerry, are, uh, <laughs> do you remember Rashad? <clears throat> Salam. <clears throat> no, Rashad Jennings. I do. He was on the New York Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why he's, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Why he's still a celebrity, I can't figure out. It's well, because like he's and, a former NFL player, that's but all. barely. Well, no, he was a good player. Rashad Jennings was a good player. But he he was not like he was not like like um he's not a Hall of Famer. No, but he's not even like a, a, a familiar name all that much. In New York he is. Are you sure? Yes, for people How long that actually play for the Giants. For people that watch football. I watch. Uh Rashad Jennings is a familiar It's name. like Victor Cruz. Like he's still running around out there. Oh, doing again, stuff? another familiar Yes. He was on Dancing with the Stars. He crossed That's what I, mean. I think you know, I think Rashad Jennings was too, actually. Yes, you're right. I think he was too. How? Because they were very good athletes in New York. Okay. That's how. He if played, Rashad Jennings never played for the Giants, I don't think he's on Dancing with the Stars. He played from 2014 mm-hmm. to 2016. That's it with the Giants. Right. That's barely. I barely remember. Again, you don't watch games. You no, watch no, Red Zone. I'm aware of Rashad Jennings. I'm just saying, like, Dancing with the Stars is like Emmett Smith. Sure. Uh, 
Jerry Rice. Rashad Jennings. Rashad Jennings. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. He's a he's a couple of notches below that. Yes. But many you, notches. But when you play in New York. You're you're more known. You just are. So he was on Wheel of Fortune, and he appears to not be very good at it. All right, so I have audio. I haven't heard this. I didn't know what it was. I'll give you the setup. Okay, and then I'll play it for you. Okay, so the setup is it was a rhyming category, like the 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 puzzle when you solve it rhymes. Mm-hmm. So he had all of the letters up there except for one, and what he had up there so far read driving to Reno with. Blank Tarantino, and he had Wenton. <laughs> so it was driving to Reno with blank Wenton Tarantino. Yeah, and here's how it played out. Okay, I don't know how this sounds playing it for the All first right. time. Wish I could help. I really do. But if why well, you can buy some time by spinning the I'm, wheel. I'm spin it. Yeah, yeah. Spin the wheel. Because he doesn't know. Quentin Quarantino. If you've Tarantino. never heard of him, though, uh, okay. I guess he must not know who Quentin Tarantino is. You think? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Something you? tells me, Jerry, <laughs> that he doesn't know who Quentin Tarantino is. Because if he did, he would have said Q. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know who he is. Okay. I feel like I've tried watching Wheel of Fortune. I could never solve the puzzle. Oh, I like it, actually. I'm not good at it, but sometimes you hit one that's like, "Eh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I got that with six letters and like nine open spaces. But it's hard. It's very difficult. I am not. But that's easy. I agree with you. If you know who he is. Yeah. Because even Quentin Mm -hmm. is not a, that's not like Michael. No. Like, like even, hmm. I'm trying to think like if there's a genre of films he likes. Like let's see he let's say he's a horror movie buff. Yeah. And I mean, Quentin Tarantino has weird movies. But how about M Night Shyamalan? Maybe he knows M Night Shyamalan. Who? I, M Night Shyamalan. I have exactly. no idea who that is. Right. Okay, so if the M was open, yeah. I'd be up there saying B. B Night Shyamalan? I, I I don't know who that is. My point is if he's not into Quentin Tarantino, why would he know? You could make the case, well, the name looks like Quentin, but mm-hmm. maybe clearly not. No. You're right, Jerry. And if you think, too, like I think of Quentin Grimes. Quentin, to me, is now Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. That's Quentin. Not Quentin Tarantino. No. He went with Quentin. Quentin. That's <laughs> but, true. Like, Quentin Tarantino's big movies were... Reservoir Dogs. Would Reservoir that be the biggest dogs, one you would say? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Okay. But... Pulp, yep. That was like the late 90s or something. It was a long time ago. It's been a long time ago. Rashad Jennings was probably just a mere baby, Jerry. Uh, Yeah, probably, because if he played for the Giants, what did you say, 14 to 16? Yeah. I is, would say he was probably in his late 20s. So well, he's he 38. 38 and 23, 15. So he was born in 85. Does that sound right? He was born in 85. That's correct. Okay. Let me see when Pulp Fiction came out, Jerry. I'm going to say 94. You nailed it. Really? So he was nine. What about Reservoir Dogs? Oh, that was a good one, Jerry. But that was earlier than Pulp Fiction. 92. Okay. So, yeah, he, there's no way. I mean, I say that. Then again, I've seen Gone with the Wind. That's true. You're aware that's then. a movie, yeah. I Actually, I never saw Gone with the Wind. I Me saw neither. Casablanca. That's I'm not what I was watching those movies. Casablanca was good. I watched that in my film noir class <laughs> oh, is in that college, right? yes. At uh, Utica, or where'd you go? Jersey City Utica. State? yes. Jersey City State. Yeah. I had a very, it was actually a very good class. We saw a lot of those old films. Film noir. Film noir. And very you, dark films from the 50s. And did you have to read into them in this class? Like, this means that this is the depiction I don't, of I don't, power. I don't remember. Yeah. To be quite honest, I don't. All I do remember, our professor was very cool. He was a younger guy, not like in his 20s, but I would say like in his early 40s. And at that time, I was working overnights at the supermarket. And I had, I picked up one, I never worked overnight when I had class at 8 a.m. film noir class. And my film noir class was at 8, there was 8.30 to noon, I remember, on like Wednesdays. So I never worked Tuesday nights into Wednesdays. But I remember this one particular week, one of the guys I worked with called out, asked me to pick up the shift, it was a little late, didn't want to call the boss. I'm like, you know what, one time I can do it. So I'm like, I'm going to go, first day I ever drank coffee, by the way. So I go, I work the shift at the Pathmark. Overnight, get done at 7. I stop at 7-Eleven. I'm like, 
I'm going to try coffee. I never had it before. So I make the coffee. I put in God knows how much sugar. I was flying. The movie goes on at 9. I, he, we always would break down the movie first. Because I remember it was stuff being on the board. We'd talk about it, about what we're about to see. And then the movie would usually be from 9.30 or 10 until class was over at 11.30 or 12, whatever it was. It always kept two hours for the movie. Well, by the time the movie went on, the coffee was starting to wear off. You were crashing. And all I remember, and I probably, in this day and age, probably sue the guy. All I remember was the movie starting, and it was, oh, man, what is the famous road in, in Hollywood, Eddie? Um, Rodeo Drive? No, not Rodeo Drive. It was where the, the actress, the, the character is found dead in the pool. Ah, I'm blanking on the movie. Whatever. Good film. I'll find it in the, during the break. The movie starts, and I woke up with a slap on the head from my professor. Oh, you'd have a big-ass lawsuit right now. I w- now I would, but he was a cool guy, and he wasn't mad. It was more, uh, you want to watch the movie? Like It was funny. But yeah, Wake up, Recco. Right now, I don't know that that would go over so well. No. But he slapped me on the head, like, and not hard. It was just like, uh, dunk, hey. Let's go. I was probably snoring. Who knows? Now in college, they would shut the film off so that you could sleep more peacefully. <laughs> That's the way we treat the students now. That is, that is probably true. I will get the name of the movie. I'll have it for you on the other side. Fair enough. Should be a very. It was like in the fifties and film was, noir. Though. It was a dark movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was. All right, quick break. When we come back, I'll have you the answer for that. And then uh, Al is going to break down something. Uh, Deshaun Watson probably, or James Harden, or something, or something else. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, the movie, by the way, was Sunset Boulevard. I'm surprised that no one hit me up on social media about that, but that's okay. They're uh, not cultured in the film noir like you are, Jerry. Well, yeah, I know, but I feel like that's... I know that's not Casablanca, but I thought that was a relatively popular movie from the 50s. 1950, and uh, it was about a falling silent movie actress Oh, as we were, you know, things were progressing. It was, it was a good movie, though. You ever watch a silent film? No, I mean, I've seen some Charlie Chaplin yeah. excerpts, but not really. No, that doesn't interest me. Yeah, me neither. I, I don't mind watching talking. a black and white movie. I don't. But a silent film? No, I don't mm, think so. Not a lot of a dialogue, Jerry. Those. <laughs> you're such an Unfortunately. <laughs> C.J. Stroud, you're familiar with him, Jerry. He's the Houston Texans, Texans yes, uh, quarterback. He's doing yes. pretty good for himself. Yeah. Uh, I saw an article on ESPN's website where he says he has 25 to 30 different handshakes he does with various teammates in nice. order to help build chemistry. I don't know how you remember them all, but good for him. I don't either. Right. And they said he did the same thing at Ohio State. He had all these different handshakes. Nice. You see it in baseball sometimes, right? Guys Not 30 a, different ones. Not 30 different ones. Like a guy hit a home run. Yes. Da, 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 maybe like uh, whoever's always on deck, like, you know, with Pete Alonzo. Mm-hmm. He normally has... Then you do the you do the chest bomb, you do all these sorts of things. I cannot like how much work do you think he has to put in to remember thirty handshakes? You got to practice. You have to practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like Which we, is fine when you're playing well and winning. You start losing. Hey, how about we get off the handshakes? Don't worry about throwing the football. Right? Like if we heard Daniel Jones has forty oh. different handshakes, we'd be like, dude. Stop with the handshakes and find the end zone. <laughs> right, but when you're humming along in your rookie year. And you need you have separate handshakes, and it builds team chemistry. All for it. We got to get that going around here. Yeah. I'm good. I try to do the most simplest one to do. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't forget. You don't do any of them. You no, do I'm saying any. if I did one. Oh, I gotcha. If like if Boomer decided he was going to have handshakes for everyone that worked here at WFAN, I would try to get one of the simple. Be ones. careful. Yours might be the slap on the back of the head. Yeah, that I wouldn't want. <laughs> I don't want the slap on the back of the head. I still like the, the fist bump. Oh, I love a fist bump, Jerry. It's outstanding. Yeah, fist bump, tremendous. Uh, I see the Giants signed Justin Pugh officially to a one-year. Yeah, well, he played well the other know. night. They should have. Who else is around from the 2011? Uh... <laughs> that we can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that had to be a pretty decent offensive line if uh, the Giants uh, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know who else was around back then. I'm not good with the years. Like, yeah, I, no, I had to ask Siri. Like, was Sean O'Hara still around in 11? I know I he was know. around in 7. Yeah. I don't know about 11. I'm Let's not sure. get what we got to uh, find whoever was offensive lineman like, back then. Here are the three big ones for me yeah. that I remember from, I guess, they, yeah, they were all still around in 7. I remember Chris Snee, which was Coughlin's son-in-law. Yes. Snee, Deal, O'Hara. Those three 
come to mind immediately. Yeah. I don't know if they were on the 11 team. I know they were on the 7 team. Let's see, Jerry. We had, uh, as far as uh, Will Beatty. Okay. David Deal. On an 11, David Deal was still yeah, around? Okay. David Deal was around. Uh, uh, Chris Snee, as you mentioned. Yeah. Kareem McKenzie. Oh, sure. Okay. I think these guys are O'Hara still around. O'Hara was already retired? O'Hara was not there, yeah. But he was there on 07, yes? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll look at that one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I got I got you. Yeah, so I want to see if any of these guys are around, Jerry. Yeah, a couple of these fellas around. The problem with Sean O'Hara these days and David Deal, I think, yeah, they lost so much weight. Oh. I don't know we that need, uh, it works. We need to fatten them up. No, no, no. They, you don't need to fatten them up. I'm just saying that Load they lost up. a lot of weight, and I don't think they could play anymore. Yeah. He play, so Sean O'Hara played for the Giants. Oh, so he enjoyed the 07 one, which I remembered for sure. 2010 was his last season. Oh, okay. So he was one year away from that second championship. So he's been out for 13 years, so you don't think that would be a great signing. Sean O'Hara weighs about 130 pounds right now. Well, that definitely is not going to work I don't think that that's going to work. No, I mm. do not believe that that's going to work. And you do know, um, I believe, yes, you know where he went to college. Sean O'Hara? Yes. Give me a hint. Local. Oh, Rutgers. Yes. Oh, I did, I did not know that. Yeah. You know what was cool when I was at the Rutgers game in the rain before I left early? Up on the uh, on the uh, scoreboard. By the way, they... you never have to finish your sentence when you're talking about going to a live sporting event with before I left early. <laughs> That's assumed. We just, we know that. <laughs> up on the uh, board to get the crowd pumped up. Yeah. Uh, the dude who's on the Chiefs now. Patrick Pacheco. Mahomes. <laughs> Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool to have. That is great. That is cool. Like if you're... Like, Rutgers is not a huge football program in the country, right? Well, that's why they said when Pacheco was in the Super Bowl, yeah. like, that really helps. And playing well and being highlighted and yeah. featured, it helps the program he came from. Yeah, and, like, even seeing him up on that board, I'd be yep. like, that's pretty cool if I'm a running back on Rutgers I think right it's now. awesome. I'd be like, I could be this uh, Pacheco there was in a, a couple uh, years. There was a player on the ra- on the uh, Chargers the other night. I forget who it was. That was a Rutgers graduate. Is that right? That they showed him Rutgers. Yeah, it was kind of cool. That is cool. Not bad. There's a lot of uh, injured quarterbacks this week. Like, How about this Deshaun Watson story? Right. It's almost as if I, I didn't watch his press conference. I just read the quotes. And these these quotes and these headlines, like even the Mike McDaniel thing. Yes. I thought I was going to come in and Mike McDaniel flipped out. Correct. Except he didn't. Right. It, it was actually, I don't want to say playful. That's probably not the right word. But he wasn't angry. He seemed annoyed at the very beginning and then... Yeah, but even, when he, even. but even when he says, I'm about to kick over this podium, yeah. you look at him, he's got a smirk on his face. Yeah, so he was asked about could any, really, any quarterback succeed in his system with those wide receivers? Mm-hmm. The, the reporter sort of taking a shot at Tua, and uh, he was he was not happy. Well, with the way the reporter phrased it was there's this thought out there that anybody can perform at this level with this skill set of receivers and running backs, essentially what he was saying. And then Mike McDaniel's like, I'm going to kick over this podium. And then he goes into this very long, drawn-out, very thoughtful answer of which, what does he say? If no one blocks for Tua, then what? Team effort. Yeah, it's all, everything, as he said, is connected. And it's so true. It's why, again, giving the quarterback 30% of the payroll makes no sense. Yep. It just doesn't. And the Deshaun Watson thing, so he's saying he's uh, it's up in the air whether he's playing this week. So it's like you got yeah. Deshaun Watson out. You have uh, the Bears are saying this Tyson. I can't imagine Justin Fields is playing. Badgent, Badgent yeah. is playing. Yeah. You got Anthony Richards now having. Richardson. I mean, Richardson. I don't know who Anthony Richards was. Uh, what I, band was he in? <laughs> Anthony Richards? Uh-huh. Anthony Richardson. Uh, he's going to have that season-ending surgery. So you yep. get. Gardner Minshew. Yep. I Tyrod Taylor, I'm not going to say likely, but it it's going in that direction right. for and the Giants. T- you're telling me, though, that uh, t- uh, tonight uh, the, the Jags quarterback is playing Trevor Lawrence. No, 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 no. I said I think. Oh, you think. But I'm saying that's another one that could be out. Yeah, but I think he's questionable. I think he probably, he said he felt better the other day. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he didn't play tonight. Thursday that's a, Night Football. That's a bad look for the NFL. When you put games on, you don't know who the quarterbacks are. It's a violent game. It's a very sure violent is. game. And we protect the quarterbacks now. And the money, and I'm not, I am not uh, questioning his toughness by any stretch. But if this was 1982, Deshaun Watson's playing. In 2023, with $400 gazillion guaranteed, I wouldn't play either if I didn't feel right. 
right. It's and a different then, time. Yeah. And then the other the other way to look at it too is the teams putting the investment in the guy. They don't, don't want, want him, him being hurt yeah. long term. You're right. 1982. We'd Tape it the, up and get out there. We'd have all the quarterbacks playing yeah. this week. Yeah, you probably would. Because they'd be playing for their jobs. Um, and I don't know. Richardson is what? Uh, shoulder? Shoulder. And Fields is a thumb. If you can't throw the ball, I understand not yeah. playing. And you would think the shoulder, I mean, I, but the weird part with the Cleveland thing is they cleared him. Yeah. So they cleared him for what exactly? Well, it feels, it seems weird. Now, oh, if you, you hear them, it sounds like they've, now it's like. Now they're backing off on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing's bizarre. So, hmm. good luck to the Browns. Who is their quarterback? P.J. Watson? P.J. Walker. Walker. That's right. Oh, he sounded like you there. <laughs> come on, Jerry. You got to know these names. Quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. And then we got your Boomer and Geo. Odyssey Sportsman with Amy Lawrence and the uh, very rich Roger Goodell. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Uh, about a minute for you, and then Boomer and Geo standing by. What else? Uh... Jerry, I'm not one of these uh, betting tips people, but it appears that uh, if you take the under in NFL games this uh, season, you, you win. You're winning big bucks. Yeah, I would have never thought. I don't know. I don't remember what the number was on uh, Monday night. Yeah, but I would have never thought the combined number for Cowboys Chargers would have been 37. Yeah, very strange. No chance. Now I did see a clip online of uh, Warren Sapp. He was on with uh, Jason Whitlock, and they were talking about this situation. And uh, Warren Sapp said that uh, that offenses and NFL players don't want to work. They don't want to practice. That simple. Bam. Well, I mean, isn't offenses. that in the new? CBA that they basically cut down on all these practice days and training yeah. camp isn't what it was. So and, they stink. Uh, yeah, well, and we want points, Jerry. It also goes to show that these teams aren't ready to play when the season begins. Correct. You know that's not that's nothing. Uh, you know that we don't know. I mean, it takes like three, four weeks for these teams to get in. Yeah, get I don't any like rhythm. that. I don't either. Never know play who, the damn preseason. Yeah, let's go. I, I, WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.